Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. Tuesday, January 17th. It's late night on Monday. It's National Classy Day for the people who don't know. And I'm going to put on a, a show of class by just going right to Adam as we're just live after the Cowboys win over the Bucks. The Dakota Prescott Day in the Sun has finally arrived. Is it, is it everything you would, had dreamed it would be for all these years? How are you feeling? Oh, it's even better. I'm going to be honest. That was like, it was perfect. I... Everyone was expecting, like, Doc is turnover prone. He's washed. He's this. He's that. He can't do it in the playoffs. Uh, take the over on his interceptions. He's washed. He's washed. He's washed. <laughs> was he ever dirty to begin yeah. with, dude? Yeah, what does that mean? Yeah, so uh, I'm just <laughs> I'm just feeling good. I'm feeling happy with this one. His performance, uh. the defensive performance, the... Special teams, well, the some of the special teams' <laughs> performance. It was overall, I'm happy. I'm, I'm really good with it. I was going to say, it's good that the 29-year-old quarterback isn't washed. That's yeah, it's good. With yeah, a couple years left on his deal. It's really good that <laughs> yeah. you're not in financial hurt. Yeah. Well, there's still time. He's still got to go up against a real football team next week, which we mm. could talk about the Bucks later. I don't want to do it right away. But if you were to power rank like the biggest smiles you had throughout the night, give me the top three or the Mount Rushmore. Like, what were the ones that Adam really kicked the feet up and ha ha I think uh, number one has to be the them talking putting up the graphic for Tom Brady's consecutive passes in the red zone without throwing a pick and then him oh, that was good. tossing it right into Curse's arms. That was probably my biggest smile of the night. To me, that looked like he wanted to put it out the back and he just didn't put the mustard on it. I don't because... think so. I think that was a Godwin miscommunication because he was coming across and then cut back. Because there's no way Brady's not... like the, he, There's no way the, he's... That was such like a 20-yard a... throw. Like He can throw that out the back if he wants to. I don't think he has any control over the ball anymore, dude. I think I think he's just kind of throwing and praying because to me, the way he like turned around right, right after he threw it was like an implication of, oh, I just tried to like, I'm just bailing this play. Yes. It doesn't matter. But I don't think he was bailing it out the back of the end zone. I do agree with Adam. I think he could just launch it if he wanted to. I think that was like a bailout. Like it's like an F it. Godwin's out there somewhere. <laughs> That's what that <laughs> was. <laughs> That's literally what it looked like to me. Because I agree. Like I think he's, I mean, he's got enough of an, an arm where he could throw it. <laughs> he could throw it out the back. He could throw it out the back from 15 yards out. I'm not I so think. sure he could, dude. I think he was so relieved on the hail mary that he had an excuse to just pitch it into the ground. He's like, I finally don't have to get exposed for not being able to throw 40 yards downfield. Like this is this is a key for me. But anyway, keep going down the list, Adam. Um, what was another one? The Doc fake. Uh, fake handoff, bootleg into the end zone. Oh that yeah, felt the good. Peyton Manning play. Oh yeah, and I was I'm not even like I I don't want to be like LeBron here, but I was thinking of the Peyton Manning play, bef- like <laughs> before he did that because they were on the goal line and they were just stuffing it. I'm like, what if he does it? But I'm like, well, people kind of expect Doc to run, right? But I guess they didn't. So yeah, that felt good, especially after like the few weeks he's had it kind of. 
it, it made me happy to see him get in the end zone and celebrate and be happy. So that was a really good one as well. I love Dad Adam. That he's just like a seem happy. Yeah, just like a smile. That's all he needs. What What were your impressions of Dakota tonight, Owen? I mean, pretty spectacular performance. Honestly, he played he played tremendous. So you got to give your hats off to him. But how much your opinion of him changed tonight? Uh, yeah, I would say this was like a pretty big game for him. I think that goes without saying. It was like a kind of a monkey off the back because there was this narrative. Um, you know, I wrote the, I wrote the narrative. I I, I wrote a I. I made a contribution to it too made said <laughs> the forward yeah because i mean i just think he had there's this idea that he's like bad in the playoffs he's a choker whatever whatever it ended up being and i don't think that's the case like i think he kind of sh- shut some people up however i think the bucks were a disaster tonight yeah on both sides oh, yeah. of the ball but it's i hard. mean the offense is going to catch a lot of flack because it was i mean justifiably because it was horrible but that defense got no pressure yeah. Oh, I mean, and they were blowing coverages left and right. Dak yeah. had guys wide open, and it felt like any time there was like a need to have it play, like third and six, third and seven, even like second and eights, that like if you get a stop, you're in good position. The Cowboys had whatever they wanted, and who's the other tight end that's not Hendershot? You have Schultz and uh Ferguson, eighty-seven. Yeah. The fact that you have Ferguson picking you apart in a playoff game, I just don't I don't really understand what Todd Bowles is doing there. And then it cuts back to his face every time where he's just lifeless. He just looks like he has no soul. So, I mean, it was a pretty discouraging performance. We can get into Tom later, but that, to be... Honestly, I'm pretty mad that I picked the Bucks because I saw that the entire season and I somehow tricked myself into thinking... Tom Brady's going to rectify this situation when in reality the Buccaneers are a tire fire, really. Yeah. To me, I mean, you can say there's a lot of ways you can break this game down, but to me, I think the best way to put it is this is a good team taking care of a frisky slash unserious team. This is what it was at the end of the day. It is. I think that's exactly it. I think, and you go into next week now, if you're Adam and you got the Niners coming in or you're going there <laughs> and, uh, oh, I cannot let, wait. let's just say I'm excited. I've already got my Niner hat on. <laughs> I, I broke to the closet to get it right after the game. And this week I'm going to be gluing Niner stuff to my body nonstop. I'm just going to be a billboard for Brock Purdy. Pretty much. That's my plan. So Adam, how are you feeling heading into this one? If I were to guess the line, I'd guess it's like seven and a half, but I'll get a check on that for you. If I were to guess the line, I would say it's like five, maybe four and a half. Um, I don't feel okay. good. Okay, good. Well, guess that's, off. A, that's yeah. Let me know what. Let well, me know I think it's three and a half. Okay. Oh, let me know who's going to be right. Let's see. Let's see. Um, yeah, I don't feel good. I mean, it kind of like it was slowly setting in throughout the game because honestly, I haven't thought about it until like probably the second half of that game. And then they're, uh, you know, they're talking about how we're kind of on a short week. They have two extra days. We're going into San Fran, who always plays great at home. Um, It's the best team in the league, like by miles, probably. They're pretty much our roster, just better in every position, except for quarterback, probably. Um, Yeah, I I do have the line. It's uh, shockingly, I'm looking at Niners minus three and a half. So Owen nailed it. You said three. Yeah. That'll move. Good job. That'll man. move. This is a little bit. I mean, the game just happened. Yeah. When people this kind of step, take a step back, they'll be like, okay, let's bump that up. 
We're headed towards an unbelievable divisional weekend, by the way. Chiefs-Jags oh, uh, Chiefs is not bad. The uh. Giants-Eagles is interesting. And then Sunday, you got headliners. Like the Bills-Bengals and the Cowboys-Niners are Bills, showstopper Bengals indoors, games. indoors, right? Oh, no, that's Bills-Chiefs. Yeah, 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 yeah. My bad. Mm-hmm. Adam, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Was there any point in this game where you were worried about get, getting Tom brady Yep. Uh, when he scored the <laughs> touchdown to go to not to go up, but to make it twenty-four to six, and uh, the missed the missed holding. Well, yeah, I'm just, I just two. mean immediately after or as they were on that drive, I thought we were getting Tom Brady because I'm like, oh, this is only a three-score game. But then when they didn't get the two-point, I kind of relaxed a little bit. So I love the three-score game. <laughs> three-score game if you nail three two-point conversions from the team that couldn't get a third and short all night long. Yeah, <laughs> I was <laughs> scared. Were. I will admit, but um, I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not excited for San Fran like at all. We, I. I'm not happy about the two days of rest, but I mean, I can't complain about that. Um, and <laughs> I'm happy Van Der Esch is back. He he made a huge difference today. He led the team in tackles. Um, I know the Bucks can't run, and that's like a known fact, but he's like our biggest run stuffer. So he definitely contributed there, and he helped with the blow quite a bit. So I'm happy to have him back, and I think he'll make an impact against the Niners. You know what's funny to me is uh, pregame, they're talking a lot about how Dallas has shifted their O-line and they're going with Peters on the left, Smith on the inside, Bayadash, Martin, and then Smith to the outside on right tackle. And then and they're then using McGovern. McGovern as sort of this fullback piece, yeah. right? And in my brain, I was like, I have no idea. Like, that sounds really dumb to me. Like, I don't understand why you would want to have a, a lineman in the backfield it just seems like it's a giveaway that you're running, but it was working pretty well. Like I'm yeah. not here to dump on it. They've done it but, before. Oh, okay. I, I wasn't aware. But then when Peters went down, I was like, oh, like, <laughs> of course Peters went down. He's yeah. literally 40 years old. Like it's a good thing <laughs> Honestly, to have a spare. I was shocked he made it this far. Like when yeah. it's when he's in the first round of the playoffs and then it's Peters out hip injury, I'm like, good for you. You made it like six, seven weeks in a row. Like respect to Peters. You put in a shift. You were just letting McGovern get warm on the other plays when <laughs> yeah. he was needed to come in. It was a pretty good strategy, honestly. But like as the game went on, I thought to myself, like at, at many points I thought there were times where the door was open for Tampa, like the Peters injury where they have to shift their game plan to put him in. Tampa goes on that drive to the red zone. If they cash in, I felt like it would have been a bit of a different game. But as the game progressed on, it just became so abundantly clear that Tampa Bay is a completely unprofessional football team. It's just, and I think it's instilled in them literally from training camp when he didn't show up from tw- for 12 days. And I don't know like what message that sends to the team and if you're on that team, what that message is. But if he's going to come back, which I don't think he's going to come back, it's abundantly clear that that team has no chance to win. So I don't know why he'd want to be there. I don't know why he'd want to play at all. But that team, to me, has unbelievable holes, and it's kind of shocking that they made it this far. Yeah, this is, like, a pretty embarrassing loss, like, for the Bucks, And then for Brady, as far as his career, I think this is quite possibly the worst possible scenario for this season, the way the worst possible way this season could have played out with – you know, he announced his retirement losing season. Yeah. It's like, he announced his retirement, you know, it's a really great career. He didn't end up maybe the way he wanted to, but he had a really iconic drive at the end of a game, uh, you know, against the Rams. 
And then he comes back and then there's the divorce, losing season. I mean, he looks terrible and then just got rolled by the Cowboys and Dak Prescott. It's just, it's, I mean, I, it's I, awesome. You know, I would have said before this, I would have said you should just hang him up at the end of this. But at this point, honestly, I think. What do you have to lose? It's going to leave such a bitter taste in people's mouth that you almost, it's almost better to go back and just try and, and write the record. I mean, you did leave out that he was the largest shareholder in FTX as well. That could be in there too for him. <laughs> did I, mean, I mention the divorce? A, you did mention oh, okay. that one. It's been a brutal year. And I just, watching him out there today, I don't know how much of it is like desire to keep going because honestly, if I was him, I don't know why I would keep playing. But I also don't know if he's slipping physically because he doesn't look the same. And that's fine. He's 45 years old. He's clearly regressed in some ways. But I just don't know. Like He's going to have to go to a team where he doesn't have to do a lot. And those teams don't need quarterbacks. And if San Francisco keeps winning they're not going to need a quarterback. And the Jets, I don't think, have the coaching staff to support him in the way that he wants. So I don't know that there's a team out there that he's going to find and it's going to be like like it was when he joined the Bucks in 2020. I don't think that team exists. I think he's done. Can I put a team to you? The only team that I can think of is the Dolphins. That's the only team that checks those boxes because... Um, I mean, they have obviously the weapons, they have the defense, they have the coaching staff, at least it seems like they might. The only question is, I mean, I doubt they would move off Tua unless... Yeah, like they have Tua unless he gets I mean, injured. retires or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Are you even sure that Tom at this stage in his career is good enough to bring the Dolphins to where they need to be, though? I think like... some of it was him like checking out because I think there was that one throw. I forget who it was like Brate or one of the tight ends down the middle. Probably and yeah. He yeah loves probably and he, <laughs> he threw it a little short cause he didn't want to step in and take the hit from Parsons down the middle. You know what I mean? And it's like old Tom Brady is stepping into that and taking the hit and getting like blown out, but he's like converting that first down. But you saw him like kind of throw it and fall backwards and miss the throw. And he's like, you know what I mean? Like he didn't want to take the hit to make the throw in the playoffs. And that's well, also it was so weird to see him and Godwin because it was like they were reading. They were like they had two different ideas of what the play was in their head where <laughs> yeah. he was running one route and Brady thought he was running something completely different, which I don't think I've ever really seen from Tom Brady before. I feel like he's always the guy who's prepared and he's on the same page with his receivers and he's like working with them in between games and in training camp and stuff. So that that was, I mean, especially for a guy that was his go-to guy for at least, you know, for most of his time in Tampa Bay, it was weird to see it. Like it was uncharacteristic. And that's kind of the thing that leads me to believe that he was he's gone, like, yeah. and that he won't go to another team because that's just not something he does. And I feel like once you lose that, you just don't get it back. Like, and again, he shouldn't want to get it back. He's forty five years old. He has seven championships. Like, it makes no difference if he wins an eighth at another team for his legacy. And we we say that this isn't going to be like the way you want to go out. I'm not going to think of this year when I think about him on the box even. I'll think about the year that he lost to the Rams and the year he won. Like this year is not going to cross my mind when you ask me about him on the Bucks. So to me it doesn't make an impact if he goes out bad or good because he already had good enough moments with the Bucks that I remember him for those anyway. 
That's fair. I would ask you guys, do you think there's any water? Like, does, does the theory, does this theory hold any water that he's just trying to get to 50? Wow. <laughs> I think do you think there's gonna... any shot? <laughs> no. That's what he's playing so. for? I don't think so. Part of me, I don't know. Cause I, hearing what, like what you're saying, I agree. Like, I don't really know what he's playing for. I mean, he's got all the money in the world. His, he's, his family's well, not gone. anymore. I mean, That's the problem. Sure, lost, FTX probably took a hit. But I mean, yeah, I guess eight, but I mean, I don't know how much eight, the difference between eight and seven. I mean, you got to ask, ask like LeBron or Draymond Green. Maybe there's a big difference between seven and eight, but they would know. I, I would think as far as legacy goes, there's not a huge difference. So I don't know. It's so odd. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be an interesting couple of weeks because I don't think that team, I think their skill guys are totally on the back nine. Like Evans is just at a different point in his career now. And Godwin's had a couple injuries and the team is just depleted. And I'm sure they're not in a great space salary wise. And I know they're not in a good space coaching wise, but anyway, the Cowboys out of any parting thoughts. I mean, just a huge day. So honestly, credit to your defense and credit to your team. Cause this is the team we kind of saw in the early weeks and they reemerged and played a really good performance. So anything you want to say? Yeah, there is a part we didn't talk about, which is pretty criminal from us, considering that we were probably the first podcast in North America on the story, and mm-hmm. we're deep, deeply invested. Well, we have you know some sections invested in it, but it's the kicking game because that's probably the worst kicking performance in NFL history, right? <laughs> well, the Parky like, did I, hit the upright four times in one game. He did, <laughs> but I looked up. I looked up worst kicking performances in NFL history and Parky's up there. Uh there's Zane Gonzalez who missed four field goals in a game once. But I mean I think I remember that. Four yeah. extra points. Like well And we called this. We were on the story in August. We said he makes some unbelievable kicks. He's gonna have his moments, but when it comes to the chip shot, he's missing four extra points in a row. <laughs> I mean, he, they said on the broadcast, nine kicks over 50 yards this season. So he, you exactly nailed it when you laid it out in the preseason. I think my favorite extra point was the one, it's a close call, but the one that he put left instead of right was better than the one that hit the upright, in my opinion. It yeah. was more shocking. Yeah, that one was weird. It's like he was he knew he missed and he was like trying to overcorrect, so... I don't know. I mean, I at one point I was hoping that we would take like a holding penalty or something to push the extra point back farther or something, like maybe an unsportsmanlike and let him like take a 52 yard extra point because that would have probably got him, you know, he's making that right. There's no chance he's missing. So, but I'm happy he made one at the end. Otherwise, I would be like extra, extra scared going into San Francisco, right? So, you 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 need a new one? No, of course I don't think. Like, he was one of the best kickers in the league this season. You have one bad game, you don't cut your kicker, right? He was, like, probably the best or one of the best kickers in the league this season. So, he made one at the end. It looked good. I mean, he probably was just nervous. He maybe had something going on, didn't get enough sleep. I don't know, but it's not worth well, Like, you're not going to bring in a practice. Adam. You're not going to bring in a practice squad kicker for the divisional round when you have, like, a top three kicker in the league. I will say, I will say, I don't think he's going to be the difference. In your three or four touchdown loss on Sunday, <laughs> I think he can he can probably rest easy, knowing you won't come out days late. Alternate spread on. <laughs> I might take the alternate spread at this point, so I like it, dude. Well, honestly, a little bit disappointing. I was really excited for this game, and I thought it was going to be too. close after all the games we had got and. 
it ended with me getting a head start on Stephen A. Smith's book. So uh, that was that was how the game ended for me personally. But we get a book congratulations! Uh, oh, I got it right here. It actually comes out today. I got an early copy. Wow! Straight yeah. shooter. Yeah. What are you talking about? Well, the first chapter he was diving into how much he hates his dad. So mm-hmm. it was it was a pretty interesting story. Honestly, dad sounds like a pretty bad guy based on Stephen A.'s reviews. So. Yeah, you know how good Stephen A is at his job is that I just feel like he I have known nothing about him. But how does he have time to write a book? Where did it... this is ghost written? He's, he's, like, he's not writing it. Uh, it's about a hundred pages. It's not very long. Okay. It's like a, don't worry, he didn't exactly write the book of basketball here. But um, no, Owen makes a good point. I do know like nothing about him other than that he just hates the Cowboys. That's like the yeah. only like personality trait. And I he think just he really works has. like sixteen hours a day. Yeah, he opens the book and it says, uh, "This is dedicated to my two daughters." I was like, "Daughters?" Like. <laughs> He's married? His daughters like yeah or he has a, no he's not married not married he, he oh, says okay. in the first chapter which is the only part i've read so far he said in there that uh he can't get married because he doesn't want to commit um he doesn't want to fail his vows like his dad did like he he wow. hates his dad well didn't like, skip it's... also say like he can get married or something or, or yeah he, or no he is married but he said like his wife is like second to some football or he something sports, like that. Yeah. sports, yeah. He was like, he's like, you are second to sports. Which is just an so unbelievable raw. statement to make to your wife. So but, <laughs> Way to go, Skip, dude. What a life he must live. But yeah, no, Adam, congratulations, man. Honestly, first playoff win in 30 years on the road. So I'll just, I'll put it on the record that I'm, uh, I'm happy with the season now. Like, I'm not expecting a win next week, but I'm happy with how, like, this is a successful season, I'd say. But just on the you're... record, I'd be very happy with the win. But I mean, we're playing the best team in the NFL on a short week. And you're kind of, but you're kind of in win now mode. And like, you have players to win now. So how can you be happy with one win? I don't know if we're in win now mode. I mean, we have a young quarterback, young receiver, young edge rusher, young linebackers. Like, our whole team's young. It's only Zeke know. that's old. I disagree with you there, but I don't want to go all night. But yeah, young oh, do you have anything you want to say before we go? No, I think I think Adam summarized it pretty good. This is your season, so enjoy it because, uh, yeah, it's going to get worse. Mr. Relevant is coming. Yeah. I Mr. Mean, let's Relevant. Be honest. This, Mr. This, Relevant. Mr. Relevant. But let's this not show... forget that I was also the first person on the Niners. Just saying. Oh, so it's a win-win for you. <laughs> you just can't yeah. lose. Adam can't lose. <laughs> 2023, a year of Adam. <laughs> I mean, honestly, this show would have been – I was really, I was really hoping Tom Brady would find a way. That's why I planned this show, dude. I really wanted to lick some tears, so this is too bad. But hey, double hit, bitten by my own snake. And I what think can Phil I say? cemented his zero and six week today. One in five. Which one, one five. did you get right? G men. Oh, let's, let's go. go. Let's go. Me too. That was better than today. That? I'll be honest. That was my yeah. biggest smile of the weekend. The the G men win felt better than this. Yeah. For sure. Wow. Well, Adam can't lose. Moral of the story. <laughs> Guy's just a winning machine in the year 2023. So congratulations to him. We'll be back NFC probably East Friday weekend. morning. NFC East weekend coming up. No doubt about that. Adam wins again. Moral of the story. So talk to you guys later this week, probably Friday.